This week in the mail, I got my weekly edition of Golf Week. And this week was different for two reasons. There wasn't an, a PGA golfer on the cover. There is an LPGA golfer on the cover, a Ryan O'Toole. But what was different is she was doing a yoga pose. And the headline reads, Flex Time, Yoga Takes Hold Among Golfers. So what's the big deal about yoga? Why is it becoming so popular all of a sudden in the United States? And what health benefits can one derive from it? Today on Ask Dr. Gill, I want to discuss this and tell you more about the connections between yoga, health, golf, and why it might be right for you. So stay tuned. Hello and welcome again to Ask Dr. Gill. I'm Dr. Gil Winkleman. Health benefits of yoga are for you. And if you happen to play golf, why it will improve your golf game. Yoga has been around for centuries. And, you know, it's, I remember as a kid that there were yoga studios and people practicing yoga. In fact, there was a MASH episode back in the 70s. Um, it was in the, in the mid-70s that that sort of espoused yoga and uh, Hot Lips Houlihan was starting to do yoga and it was mentioned in, in that episode. And it never really sort of caught on until recently. And in the last five years, it's sort of taken like wildfire all of a sudden. It's like that critical mass has been hit that more and more people are doing yoga and finding a yoga studio. In fact, so many people are doing it. It's a 16 billion, and that's with a B, billion dollar industry in the United States right now. And it kind of makes you think, well, maybe this is just a fad and it's going to go away. But I don't suspect that. And, and the studies that are being done right now about yoga – really aren't aren't suggesting that. Um, in fact, there are 36 million Americans who do yoga on a regular basis now. And of those, 74% of them, roughly, have started practicing in the last five years. I wrote a book about yoga for golfers. Uh, I think it came out in 2012. So it's been out for a while. Uh, it's called Feel Well, Play Well, Amazing Golf Through Whole Health. And it was really a book that I, I, it started as a way to help my patients not get injured. And I had a summer back then when I had, literally I had like five or six people come in one week saying they hurt themselves. This was in a, in a July and they hurt themselves playing golf. And I thought, well, you know, I can throw together some exercises that will help stretch their back out and and put that together and basically what happened was is I it ended up being a book and the interesting piece and I'm going to talk more about this as I is you know through the course of this podcast is you know it's not just the exercises that will help your golf game and it's not and it's not just about your golf game it's about other aspects of your life and the ability to manage uh, uh life and 
uh, other benefits. So, so my little bit of uh, self-disclosure here uh, with my history, I am not just a golfer. I play ice hockey and, uh, you know, about six, seven years ago, I was playing hockey with my son and, you know, we were just messing around at stick time. And I kind of asked him, I said, Hey, can I try your stick? He had just had a new stick. And of course he's little and it was really small for me. And I bent over to take a slap shot and I felt something tweak in my back. And I was in, I was in excruciating pain. I couldn't, I could barely get off the ice. I was in the locker room for about 15 minutes, at least trying to get my gear off. It was just, it was just incredibly, incredibly painful experience. And, you know, I got treated. I went to the chiropractor. I, I saw my massage therapist. I have another naturopath colleague who was helping me as well. And uh, over the next eh, four to six months, I was I was definitely back in action, back on the ice and playing adult league again. And, you know, my back was as good as new. But one of the things that I started doing daily was yoga. And it's really, really helped. And it's not like I don't get back pain sometimes because I still do, but not to the level that I had, thankfully. And overall, I feel like, you know, I can manage really well. And in the last year, I started uh, uh, going to a studio with some really amazing teachers. And I definitely feel like my the depth of my poses, the ability, my strength, the ability to hold poses. Uh, I, I feel like I'm, I can recruit muscles that I haven't used in, in decades. Uh, it's all really amazing to me. And, you know, it, it, for those of you who play golf, uh, quick, quick aside on that, I'm, I haven't played very much this last year. I've had a lot of things going on and just haven't really gotten out. And I went out of, uh, last weekend and noticed that I was hitting the ball, two, I was two club lengths uh, longer now. So, you know, before I would use a seven iron to go 150, and now I'm a nine iron to go 150. And it really actually kind of messed me up during during my round, but it was amazing. And I, I you know, I was able to adjust to it, but it was just amazing. And I, I attribute it to, I just have way more flexibility and I can I have a more turn, and so I can definitely get around on the ball better than I was before, you know, doing this intense yoga practice. So it certainly has some benefits uh, as far as strength and flexibility, and that's really where people think about yoga. There's been recent studies that have shown that uh, you can have significant hormonal improvement that can happen, uh, not just in terms of, um, you know, stress hormones, but also in terms of uh, blood sugar hormones as well. And it generally requires three to six months of regular practice uh, for 30 to 60 minutes per day. And I suspect that comes from, um, you know, the breath work that goes on with yoga. And I have a blog post about this, about the breathing aspect and about heart rate variability, because um, I do the heart math, at, you know, at my clinic, and 
it's an, an important aspect of my practice as well. But um, in terms of yoga, I mean, you can you can get the benefit of of the biofeedback of the heart math just by doing yoga. And um, in the book, and I mentioned this, I mentioned the book "The Body Keeps the Score" in a previous podcast. Uh, it's by a, a Bessel van der Kolk. He's a psychiatrist. I hope I didn't butcher his name. But, uh, but he, he discusses yoga a lot and heart rate variability in that book. And there's something about the breathing exercises uh, that really helps increase heart rate variability and lower stress. And I suspect it has to do with that when you're doing uh, a vinyasa, which is a flow, uh, you know, it's sort of a, doing poses in a way that where you're breathing and moving in, in coordination. And you're doing it in such a way that you're, in effect, breathing in uh, and inhaling for a certain amount of time and exhaling for a certain amount of time. And that balances the sympathetic nervous system and, um, and the parasympathetic nervous system as, as you're doing those poses and doing the breath work. So, so it's really kind of amazing in terms of that, in terms of stress reduction. The other thing uh, that came up in, uh, in different studies was people with a regular practice seem to have either higher levels of or um, maybe more efficient, but, it, but it, 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 it's really clear that antioxidants are more prevalent in people who do yoga as, a, as compared to people who do other forms of exercise such as running, jump rope, or cycling. And, it, you know, oftentimes we, we think of terms of antioxidants coming just strictly from food, right? Um, but the body also can produce antioxidants on its own. So this is, this is sort of where I think uh, a lot of medical professionals, uh, I don't want to say ignore, but they forget that the body has its own amazing innate healing capability within it. And it's not that you can eat McDonald's every day and do yoga and expect your antioxidant levels to be really high, but, but you can, you know, have a relatively healthy diet, do yoga and gain some benefit from the yoga. And, you know, in the study, they actually controlled for this in terms of the diet, because all the people that they were studying had really good diets. But the people who were doing yoga had really, really uh, higher levels of antioxidants. So there's something about the, the yoga poses that's doing something to increase that level. And part of it could be that um, it has something to do with the mind and the mindfulness aspect of how one approaches yoga. So one of the aspects of the Feel Well, Play Well book that I wrote, it, I basically look at five aspects of yoga and one of which is, is the mental aspect. So yoga is 
an incredibly powerful tool for being able to stay present in uncomfortable situations. Many of the poses that you do in yoga can be really uncomfortable physically when you do them. And I've sat in classes or I've been in classes where I felt like I was being tortured and I was thinking, why am I doing this? Um, I felt great about it afterwards. But, you know, in, in that moment, I kind of just come back to my breath. And so that allows me to stay present with the experience um, without my mind spinning around or trying to run away from the experience. And it is a really helpful thing to be able to do in life, right? I mean, we often are faced with things that are exceedingly uncomfortable. And it can be as simple as, you know, standing in line at the DMV and feeling really, really impatient about, you know, the fact that you're waiting there to do something that shouldn't take that long, but is taking longer than you think it should. That's a simple example, I mean, to anything of having a loved one pass away. And um, the experience of being able to hold a pose is uh, incredibly, incredibly important. And in fact, interestingly enough, the, the final pose in most yoga practices is called Shavasana, or corpse pose, where you lay down on the mat, and most classes end with that. Um, it's considered the hardest pose to do, even though you're just laying on the mat. And its, it's challenge is about being mindful and aware of your body while and your breath while being in that position and not falling asleep, which is what you know a lot of people do. So that's one of the aspects of yoga that I think could be related to both the stress reduction and maybe also the antioxidant levels, although, you know, that's something that we haven't really quite figured out as of yet. So now um, the other aspects of, of yoga that are important to cover and again that I talk about in my book is nutrition. And I, I alluded to this before. I mean, there's aspects of, of the yoga sutras that talks about what to eat. And, you know, I mean, you can we can get into this whole issue of diet. And I, I will get into that in another podcast. Um, I don't really have enough time in this uh, particular one. But one of the things you could be doing right away is drinking enough water. And um, so many people come in with all kinds of things uh, to my clinic, and they they don't, they're not drinking water. And it's like, well, how do you expect to flush toxins out and, and be hydrated and be able to manage if you're not drinking enough water? So when I was researching this book, um, and I, 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 you know, I did the exercises and I thought, okay, well, I have a list of exercises. I should probably figure out why you know, I, I intuitively knew which exercises were best for golfers, but I wanted to put it away together in a way like, why would you do this exercise? So I started doing that and I, I was doing research as to, well, why do this exercise for golfers? You know, And as I was 
going through the, the some of the research, I, I was finding other stuff about golf related to yoga that was really interesting that had nothing to do with the exercises. And one of the things I found that was really, really fascinating was golfers who stay hydrated during a round and drink water and avoid beer and, you know, alcohol um, and drink enough water on average score two to five strokes better than if they didn't drink water. I thought, hmm, that's really interesting. And it turns out that when you're dehydrated, there are aspects of your brain that put you into a fight or flight mode and your decision-making ability isn't as good. Now, this doesn't apply only to golf, right? I mean, you know, with golf, if you played golf, you can understand if you make a poor decision, you know, it's sort of like you think you can carry the lake and you can't carry the lake. And that that's going to be a big deal to your round and you could blow up on one hole and ruin your round. So, but in life, a lot of that happens as well. If you're not hydrated and you have some key decision to make, um, it, it can be, it could be disastrous, right? I mean, if you're, if any of you are in, uh, executive positions, you know that sometimes if you make a bad decision, it can, it can have major consequences as far as, as, you know, outcomes for, for your business. And of course that's true with relationships as well. And I do kind of wonder, it's like, do many relationships problems start because, uh, people aren't taking care of themselves, you know, as an example. So yoga is a really important aspect of health. And, and again, I would highly recommend to you uh, either find a studio near you and, you know, start going to some classes or pick up uh, a book. It can be my book or another book. It doesn't really matter. Or a video, a DVD. And you can do some yoga, start a home practice. And you, you might want to talk to your healthcare professional about that and, ease into it if you, you know, particularly if you haven't been active and start, you know, you, you're going to start somewhere. You're going to find that it's really hard at the beginning and you're going to feel like, God, why am I doing this? I feel like, you know, a complete dork, uh, and not able to touch my toes or wherever you are, you have to start somewhere. And I think what you'll find is that, You'll, you'll find that you'll progress faster than you think. And I think it's, it's a really, really uh, important aspect of things. And, you know, for sure, also do, depending on how active you are, walking as well. So if you're not active, start with walking. If you're really, really active, and I, you know, I have many friends in this category who are avid cyclists, and they don't stretch. And I'm just kind of, you know, say to them, like, you need to really do more exercise or more stretching so that you don't injure yourself. And a few of them have, have thanked me for taking up the, the, the challenge of, of doing yoga and have kind of realized, oh, my gosh, my hips are really, really tight. So, um, and, you know, my book is out there. Uh, it's called Feel Well, Play Well. Uh, if you go to my website, askdrgill, A-S-K-D-R-G-I-L.com, and uh, if you go to the page 
uh, forward slash feel, F-E-E-L dash well dash play dash well. Uh, you'll find the, you can find out more information about the book. And um, yeah, that's all I have for you guys today. And I'm going to next week, next week, I want to cover the topic of detox. So we'll, we'll follow on the yoga and we're, we're going to talk about detoxification and when you might want to do a detox and when you might not want to do a detox and what type of detox to do. Um, and I hope you've enjoyed this program. Uh, if you have, please leave a review on iTunes. That would be really, really helpful for me. Uh, and if you have questions or you have a topic that you want to cover, uh, send us an email uh, at info at uh, askdrgill.com. And finally, if you go to the website on the homepage, you can sign up for our mailing list. And I actually put out stuff uh, on both on the blog and uh, also send emails out with, uh, you know, health tips and, and sometimes health information, stuff about the Healthcare Act if it's appropriate. Uh, so in any case, I hope you've enjoyed the program and I'm looking forward to talking to you next week. Take care. Have a great week. 